Hello, this is Oluwatoyin Oluwashen Akbo, the host of the Mid Musings podcast, the podcast that focuses on everyday issues, illnesses, and disabilities that affect everyday people. Find us anywhere you listen to your podcast and on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at Mid Musings. Please subscribe. Welcome to another episode of the Made Museums podcast. Today, my guest is Dr. Kelly Winnett. She's um, joining us all the way from Arizona. So today we will be talking about naturopathic health and uh, all things hormone related and anything that comes in between naturopathic health and hormones and uh, dealing with life as it is. So welcome to- Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Right, so can you please uh, start by telling us a bit about you and uh, why the choice of this career and what is a natural practice health actually well how does that yeah. how does that help yeah i get that question all the time <laughs> so let's see a naturopathic doctor in the state of arizona i have a dea number i can run labs i draw blood i order x-rays but our our view of treating health starts at the foundational and we work our way up. So I personally would not be very much help in an ER or any kind of urgent situation because I'm not dealing with trauma. As a naturopath, I focus more on diseases of lifestyle. So things like diabetes, heart disease, cholesterol, those things that it took years to actually manifest the disease because of your health habits. So we're really skilled at modifying diet and targeted supplements for micronutrients and vitamins to help change those bad habits. So not emergency medicine, but we're definitely not like snake oil doctors either. So there are some states in the United States where it is not legal to practice medicine because it's a name that used to be used by people who took online courses and then tried to call themselves a doctor. And obviously they got kickback from the mainstream medical field. Um, So yeah, we are educated. I had to pass board exams. I am a licensed doctor. I have malpractice insurance. (laughs) I haven't hurt anyone yet. (laughs) Um, And then let's see, how did I get here? So when I was a kid, I had tons of asthma issues. I was born with pneumonia. Like I was a pretty sick little kid. So between all of the inhalers and the steroids they had me on, they were just pumping me full of medication and I wasn't a healthy little kid. I would get pneumonia. I had pneumonia 13 times before I was 10 years old. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was Why a lot. Was that? I just wasn't a very strong kid. My immune system couldn't handle a lot of things. Hmm. So anytime someone passed around a common cold, it would go from a common cold and then move to my lungs and I'd get pneumonia. That was like my weak system. Yeah. Um, so my mom was finally like, there has to be another answer. And thank God for my mom. She <laughs> found a naturopath. It happened to be like 10 minutes from my house. All right. He was this super crazy old guy. And <laughs> he 
oh my gosh, he was so funny. And I was in his care for a good, good four years. And he works a little, little bit at a time. And luckily kids are resilient. So I bounced back pretty quick once he started making those recommendations. And when he basically tried to dismiss me from care, I was like, all right, see you, Dr. Kale. I'm going to go be a doctor like you. <laughs> he stopped me dead in my tracks. And he was like, you better not be a doctor. You better be a naturopath. I'm like, okay, bye. So ever since I was a little kid, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I just went straight through school. I did. I graduated with two associate degrees the week before I graduated high school. Then I did my bachelor's degree. Then I did my doctorate. I went straight through. So, I mean, I had my odd jobs here and there, but I knew this was the end goal and what I wanted to do. So I was kind of fortunate enough to grow up with this kind of medicine in my house because I know it's not very common. People are like, you do what for a cold? And they've never heard of some of the things that I do. But for me, it's just kind of second nature. I always had natural remedies in the house. Antibiotics were not a go-to thing. So after that kind of pivotal change around 10, I remember my mom reaching for like Robitussin versus some of the other natural stuff after we met Dr. Kale. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I found this medicine and kind of how I got to where where I am today. Oh, thank you for that introduction. You said uh, you're not allowed to practice in some states of the Mm -hmm. U.S. Yeah. So actually the U.S. has a state-by-state legislature. So you have to look at each state's individual laws. Mm -hmm. The West Coast, Oregon, Washington, California, Arizona, pretty well licensed. Idaho is licensed. Some of the Northern states are. But when you get to like the South uh not not a lot of action down there the east coast is pretty well licensed and they're trying to but it's we have 23 23 or 24 states and um puerto rico so we're working on it and then once a certain amount of states actually license doctors then insurance is gonna have to take a look and be like look more than half of the country recognizes them Uh But right now I don't even deal with insurance because for most people it's not covered. So when they come see me, this is something they're using like their flex spending account for, or they're paying out of pocket, but they're getting better results. So they don't mind. Oh, thank you. So yes, as a kid, you said you had so many occurrences of uh, Mm -hmm. pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Was that... Why? I mean, was that just your immune system? Was that a genetic condition or was it just a condition of both? Not really a genetic condition. It's not like you could test for and be like, oh yeah, she has weak lungs. Mm. I was just born with pneumonia. Mm. Part of it is like my birth story was a little complicated. So I was born and I had an infection. And then within 24 hours of being alive, I was pumped full of antibiotics. Yeah. So that does its own havoc. Right. it was just me trying to play catch up ever since. Uh-huh. Well, so right now, then, how are you? I'm well. So, I haven't yeah. been sick in a long time. So, Besides like a little cold, kick it in a day or yeah. two. That's a healthy immune system. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you so much for telling us. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are the methods that you use in diagnosing illnesses as a naturopathic doctor? 
So being a naturopathic doctor, I have, I have a broader toolkit than I'd say most doctors do. So your conventional MDDO generally just recommends pharmaceuticals. In our training as a naturopathic doctor, we have hundreds of hours of nutrition. So we know when diets are medically appropriate. We have hundreds of hours of herbal training. So we know how herbs interact and not only how they interact with each other, but how herbs interact with pharmaceuticals. So we know when it's safe to dose them together or when they should be taken apart. Um, hundreds of hours of acupuncture. So the school that I went to that was actually part of the curriculum because in Arizona, my license covers acupuncture. If I went to a different school in Canada or let's say like the Pacific Northwest, that might've been different. Sometimes those schools have two programs. So you actually get two degrees when you're done, but in Arizona, I can do it all. Um, so yeah, we use acupuncture. Hydrotherapy is huge in my practice. Um, just using water as a conduit of healing, stimulating the immune system. Um, let's see what else have I not talked about. We can use pharmaceuticals when they're necessary, but that's part of our training is identifying what is the most effective, but least invasive tool that will cause this patient the most amount of healing. And how do you know that? School. Lots and lots of school <laughs> and practice. But by looking at the patient, you can just tell, okay, this patient needs hydrotherapy or this patient needs uh, nutritional therapy. Or, uh, I'm going to tell you, almost everyone needs nutritional therapy. <laughs> right now, we don't eat the way we should. I know. As, as a rule, there are some exceptions. Um, but yeah, it's... When you see a naturopathic doctor, I'd say the first visit averages about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's not a quick five minute in and out. We sit there and we take your history and we look at your childhood illnesses. And do you have all of your organs or are you missing tonsils and gallbladder? Um, so between our history taking physical exam, obviously we still listen to like heart and lungs and palpate abdomens and make sure you're okay. Yeah. But between all of that and asking targeted questions, we can figure out what's going to be the best. Oh, thank you. And yeah. So can you share some of the ailments that you see people often come to you with? Everything. Um, oh, I... Most popular now, it's been the chronic fatigue syndrome. So that adrenal burnout, people are really overworked. Hmm. And then we call it wired, but tired. So during yeah. the day, they like have to nap but then at night their mind is just racing and they can't sleep. Um, so that's a big one. <laughs> that's not really recognized by the Western medicine model. They're like, Oh, you're tired. Like have some caffeine. Good luck. Yeah. Unless it's a true like sleep apnea issue. Mm -hmm. They don't have, they don't have an answer for that. They just give you stimulants. Maybe you have ADD. Maybe you're depressed. Mm. I've seen people with chronic fatigue syndrome put on antidepressants just because their doctors didn't know what else to do. Right. Um, so chronic fatigue is huge. I do a lot of stealth infection. So things like mold and viruses like Lyme and Epstein-Barr, tick-borne illnesses. So the things you get from a bite like Babesia and Bartonella um, and hormones. Hormones are huge. <laughs> Everybody has a hormonal issue now because our environment and the way we eat, it all kind of plays together on top of this huge stress picture of living in a pandemic. 
Yeah. And everybody needs a little bit of hormonal support. All right. I'm I'm actually interested in that. How do you use um, naturopathic medicine to regulate the hormones? So that depends on where a woman is at in her cycle. If we're talking about like a teenager, young adult who's still trying to regulate their periods, conventional medicine says, here's some birth control. That shouldn't, that's not a fix. That's a placebo period just because you have a withdrawal from synthetic hormone. So we look at diet, we make sure there's enough fats, enough omegas, and we have everything from seed cycling to herbs that help support the specific hormones. So you actually time the herbs with your cycle. So you're rotating herbs. Um, Then there's preconception care, which is its own specialty. Um, That's making sure the environment is clean. So you're not exposed to a lot of toxic chemicals, plastics, phthalates, all of that crazy stuff, because that can actually disrupt conception. So your hormones might be beautiful, but the quality of egg and sperm might not be there. So preconception is its own field. Then there's the menopausal care. So the women who are like approaching that age where their period's not really consistent and they're starting to get hot flashes and night sweats. So they're not quite menopausal, but they're definitely in that transition. We support them. And depending on where they're at, again, we can use herbs or I use bioidentical hormones. Mm -hmm. So they're not, they are a prescription. I have to call them into a special pharmacy called a compounding pharmacy. And that pharmacy makes it to my specification for that order. So it's not a mass produced, um, medication that's then sitting on a shelf full of fillers. And to be honest, they don't quite work right. So we have a lot of tools as far as hormones go. I mean, I see men, I see women, I see teenagers. So I was just going to ask because you talked about women and I was like, okay, so is it just women that have hormonal imbalance? In terms of who comes to find me, it's always the women. And then I fix the women and they're like, I'm going to bring my husband in. I was like, as long as he signs a consent form, you can bring him in. (laughs) And for men, a lot of the issues, some of it goes back to the environmental. We have a lot of chemicals in our world that actually they're called, um, they're like estrogen mimickers. So when they're in the body, they act like estrogen. They bind to estrogen receptors. They make men have more fat, have less testosterone, that kind of thing. So sometimes it's cleaning up the environment. Sometimes it's saying, hey, guess what? Your three-hour runs a day aren't doing anything for your testosterone. Testosterone likes muscle. Go Mm. lift some weights and see if it comes back like that. Some of it's just lifestyle. So men, um, men are fun they're way easier to work with than women because they really only have one hormone that's doing the job. <laughs> there, are, there are others, but the main one is testosterone. Yeah. Whereas women, we're like timing it. And depending on what week of the cycle it is, your hormones yeah. are going to be different. Yeah. And but how yeah. do you, I mean, how do these hormone imbalances affect people? Hormones control everything we do. Hmm. So if you think of hormones, they're like the the traffic signalings of the whole body. This needs to turn on. This needs to turn off. This needs to really ramp up depending on your stress and what time of the day it is, what time of the month it is. So all of it'll change. But if you don't have your adequate hormones behind you, everything's going to be that much more delayed and sluggish. Right. And how do you restart them? Do you have to 
kickstart something or I mean like acupuncture is it you need to apply all these um, in terms of in terms of treating hormones yeah so that depends on each person some people will come in and be like you know what I think you just need a little bit of adaptogens let's get these herbs to help you out take them consistently Hmm. and herbs are herbs are very smart but they need some time to work. So if I have some wiggle room and that person is really like in tune with their body, we might start with herbs and say, here, just try this support, see what happens. Mm -hmm. Some people come to me so burnt out and I'm just like, let's give you some bioidentical hormones and herbs and vitamins. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on where they're at in their health journey and how we use the term vitality a lot. How how much fire is in that person? Can they bounce back easily? Or do I have to be gentle with them and build them up slowly? Mm. And that depends on each person. Yeah. And given this current pandemic, mm-hmm. how do you think um, people's welfare or mental health has been impacted with the hormonal imbalances and how does naturopathic health uh, uh, how can you work with them as a naturopathic doctor? Yeah. So that that's a loaded question. Let's break it down. Yeah, um, I know. This. So in terms of the current state of the world, hmm. I think it is wreaking havoc on people hmm. because before there was still a good majority of people that could like clock out from their job and go home. So now people are at home, they're working more, they're behind a screen the whole time, they're not getting outside. Not one country has used this as an opportunity to talk about your immune system and the food that you're eating and how that impacts it. We know studies are already coming out that if you your vitamin D is low, you have a four times increased risk for mortality. If you have metabolic inflexibility. If you don't have the ability to go without sugar and still maintain your levels, Mm -hmm. it impacts you. So diabetics are at a higher risk. There are so many nutritional correlations to what's happening right now. And you haven't seen it once in the news because it's not sexy medicine. Mm -hmm. Food is so important because most people eat at least three times a day, minimum, even if they're doing something like intermittent fasting, they're still eating two big meals and snacks and you eat more times a day than I could get someone to take a supplement. So you can't out supplement a bad diet, whether it's vitamins or herbs or whatnot. So if that foundation of good nutrient dense food isn't in place, along with some of the basics, if people aren't pooping, I talk about poop all the time, sorry. (laughs) If your detox pathways aren't open, you're not eliminating. If you don't sweat, whether it's from working out, or even if I have patients that they'll take a hot bath and they don't sweat, it tells me their detox pathways aren't open. Those pores can't get rid of the bad things inside of them. If they're not sleeping, or if you're like a crazy 21-year-old who sleeps normal, Sunday through Wednesday, maybe Thursday, but then the weekend you're up all the time. That throws off your hormones. You need to sleep at least eight hours. I'm going to say eight. People need eight now. 
every six night. Six hours. That's just six, six to eight, hours. but we're gonna say eight. <laughs> we're gonna say eight. People it's need it. Think, yeah, I think maybe babies sleep eight hours. But no, no. I have to. I have to hit seven. If I don't have at least seven, I cannot function. Wow. But when you're sleeping, that's when your brain is actually dumping toxins. Mm. They've watched and they've studied people that have um, Alzheimer's disease. And they track the beta amyloid plaques. And the brain actually does dumping at night. So if you're not sleeping at night, your brain can't detox. It's called the glymphatic system, kind of like the lymphatic system. But there are all of these key foundational things to health that have gone unaddressed. And the doctors that are actually trying to talk about it tend to get silenced. I follow a lot of them on Instagram and other social media platforms and you'll see their account just disappears for a couple of days because they said something against a narrative. But um, yeah, naturopaths, this is when we should have been mobilized. We should have been helping people with diets and whatnot. Yeah. And it, we were definitely an underutilized resource. Hmm. But then you add on top of that, people are being... So now they have bad diets. Now they're locked in their house. Yeah. Hopefully it's a good environment. But... Air quality is another thing to talk about. So if people yeah. aren't changing their vents or if they live in an apartment or a condo, they don't know if there's been floods in the building and if it's circulating moldy bacteria air. Yeah. So hopefully they're trapped in a clean environment, but most people aren't. And it's just been something that could have totally been avoided if we focused on nutrition and immune status and resiliency mm. back at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I know. I I mean, I was just watching the news this morning and the state of the houses and accommodation that some people actually live in is yeah. just nuts. It's a, yeah. it, it, it's a sight for sore eyes. No, oh, yeah. It's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's mold, there's dam. There was one that was actually leaking. I was yeah. like, Wow. And, and that's the problem. This kind of houses. Mm-hmm. And most people don't even realize it. So then they get a little bit of a reprieve because then they would go to work and they would leave their house. Yeah. But now they're stuck in their they're house and they're just getting there. sick and yeah. they're going crazy. And they're like, I'm hearing these things. Maybe I'm depressed because mold and chronic illness can kind of sneak up on you like that. It's a lot of neurological symptoms. You don't feel like yourself. Mold does not have to be visible for someone to have it in their house. Yeah. You don't have to be in the same house. You could have lived in that house as a kid. Uh-huh. Then you had an exposure and now you're reacting because mold hides in the body. So it's not very easily removed unless you're actively trying. Yeah. And how can people actively try with these now? Because I really just Wet. want people to be aware of these facts, number one, and then be mm-hmm. aware of how they can help themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I take a very basic approach to it. Mm-hmm. You need to sleep. You need to eat colorful foods. You need to eat the rainbow. If you don't have something green and something yellow and something red, steak does not count as red. I want a vegetable that's red. Every single day, you're missing nutrients. So we need a nutrient-dense diet. We need solid sleep where you fall asleep quickly, stay asleep all night, and wake up refreshed. You need to have your bowels moving at least twice a day, not like rabbit poop either. (laughs) And you have to sweat. 
I don't care how you sweat. You could do it in a sauna. You can do it through exercise, but you have to sweat every single day. The added benefit of exercise, having that stronger muscle mass, it means your metabolism is going to go up and you'll lose weight. But those, those key things, they're not sexy. They take a while because they're habits that you have to implement. Mm -hmm. So that kind of foundation to health takes a while for people to put in place and hell, we've been locked in our houses for a year. Imagine the progress that people could have been making if they knew this in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Where can listeners follow you if they want to? And again, yeah, you do virtual consultations as well. I, I do. So in the state of Arizona, if your butt is not physically in Arizona, I would act more like a health coach. I can't really interpret your labs, but you can bring them to me and we can talk about them, but I can't diagnose across state lines like that. Mm. Um, If they're in Arizona, I can still act as your full doctor. I am most active on Instagram. So I'm at dr. Kelly period Winnet, W-I-N-N-E-T-T. And that's where I post the most. I'm not really on Facebook anymore. Okay, right. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for sharing all these tips. It's uh, awesome to have you on the podcast. It's like, you know, it's an eye-opener knowing mm-hmm. that there's a, another way, another means of getting there is healthy, getting people to live a healthy life. And we're not mm-hmm. making use of that. Exactly. And it's so it's so easy. It's almost silly. Mm. But then having, having a doctor in your corner saying you're doing it, keep going. I see the progress. It, it's a game changer for some people, yeah. but there is another way you have to do your digging and there are naturopaths out there. Yeah. Thank you so much. And of course. Uh, hopefully we'll come back to you soon again. And thank you for yeah. sharing this information on the podcast today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Please download and share with your friends and family and on social media platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, IAT Radio, Listen Note, Podchaser, Woodpods, Radio Public, Stitcher, Deezer, Pocket Cast, Himalaya, and anywhere you listen to your podcast, please leave a review, comment, or feedback on our social media platforms on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also on our website www.podbean.com. Thank you very much.